Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. Let me ask you a question. Are you enjoying your life? Are you laughing a lot these days? Now, the study shows that the babies are laughing much more than the adults. The babies normally laugh about three to four hundred times a day, whereas adults like us, we laugh only 17 times a day. Now, I'm not sure how accurate the data is. However, we know that babies look much happier than most adults, right? Now, why the babies are so happy? I think there are two reasons. Number one, they are filled. They are filled with love from their parents or their grandparents. Number two, they are full of joy. You know, joy. They have not gone through a lot of suffering or pain, right? But we know that they have nothing to worry about. They don't really care about uh, what kind of job they need to do, how much money they need to earn, and what kind of food they need to cook. No, nothing. They just, you know, jo- enjoy their life. That's all they need to do. So I think there are two major reasons why they're so happier than most of adults that we do. We are. So today, I want us to talk about joy. And I want to, I want to teach you how you and I can be truly joyful, even more than what babies uh, do. So let's go to a second, um, the second chapter of the book of John. And we've been going through a series, Who Re- Jesus Really Is. And I hope that this has been a great time for you to know who Jesus is. But if you truly know who Jesus is, and if you truly met him, and you can have the fulfilled life fully rejoicing, joyful life. So that is something that I really want to encourage you to experience, even today and beyond, so that no matter what situations that's happening around you, you can still be joyful in Him. Okay, so let's dive into God's Word, uh, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, And both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, Though um, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, What business do you have with me, mother, woman? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, Whatever he tells you, do it. Now these were six sto- there were six stone water jars, water pots standing there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing two or three measures each. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some of out now and take it to the head, water- head waiter. And they took it to him. Now when the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine, and did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water knew. The head water called the groom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when the guests are drunk, then he serves the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Amen. Now we see the first sign, first miracle Jesus performed in this book of John. 
there was a pro big problem here in this wedding. The wedding was supposed to be very charming and rejoiceful, right? And uh, people in the wedding ceremony are mostly very excited about um, these two people are being one together. However, there was a big issue, and that issue was this. There were running out of wine. So let's look at the context here in verse 3. It says, When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Now there were, in verse 6, Now there were six stone water pots standing there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing two or three measures each. So what do you see here? They were running out of wine. Now wine is very significant in Jewish culture. In Jewish culture, wine means joy. So if you are running out of wine, it means that you are running out of joy. Now the wedding ceremony, the most important celebration in human life, if there is no joy in it, that means there is no joy in human life. So this is truly a big problem. Here is also another problem that I see in verse 6. Do you remember what it says? It says, the, the, uh, the, there is a water for the Jewish purification, but two or three measures each. Now, that means there is a big pot, big uh, bowl, but the water was supposed to be to the brim, to the full, but the water was not enough for them to purify themselves. In Jewish culture, whenever people coming into a home, they need to wash their hands and they need to wash their feet because they were walking around with their sandals all the day, all day. So their feet must be very dirty. So it is a very important Jewish custom that they need to cleanse themselves before coming into anybody's home. Now, this is a wedding ceremony. They must be purified to come in. However, they did not have enough water to purify themselves. So a lot of theological scholars say this shows that Jewish purification in this story was not working. Okay, so we see the problem here. The wine was running out, the water was not enough to purify people coming in. So the Jewish custom, Jewish celebration, purification was not working well. And also, the wedding was not working well. There was no joy in it. Now we see that this is what before, imagine that this is before Jesus performed this miracle. Okay, Jesus was there. However, in human perspective, they were having a big trouble. My life was very dry. Uh, when I was in Korea, it was like two years before I came to the United States. But my life just fell apart because everything I tried, I failed. I, mean, I mentioned this many times, but I failed my driving license test about seven times. And I cannot even, I cannot, I cannot even believe that I can actually drive right now. And then I applied for so many jobs, but my job applications did not go go through. I mean, I did not have any single job. I was jobless and everything that I tried turned out to be failure. So my life was running out of joy. And then I I was just I was, my life was just empty so much at that time. I, I felt very shame about myself. However, God used that incident to meet me. So two years later, I met Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And then 
he uh, he brought me here to the United States as a missionary. So I'm sure that you have a similar uh, story. But this this is what was going on here. Like they were in a big problem issue. Now here Jesus appeared. That Jesus told him told them first, fill the water jar. Okay, he did not just say, okay, take it to the head waiter. I mean, he could do that, right? However, because there was some water in the pot, but first he wanted to fill it to the brim, to the, to the fullness of the pot. So the servants did that. And then second, Jesus said, take it to the head waiter. Can you imagine how frustrated it could be? Because the servants knew exactly that this is the water uh, which is supposed to be used to wash their hands and feet, not to drink. Okay, but now they are. They must be like, okay, what should I? What should we do here? Jesus said uh, this, and but what if we lose our job? What if we are get fired? If we uh, take this water to them, and you know, if they drink it, and say, oh, this is water. This is not wine. We're we're doomed. That must be their thought. But however, they obeyed what Jesus said. And they took it to the head waiter. And you know the rest of the story. The head waiter drank it and said, Wow, this is wine. But this is not just wine. This is the finest wine I ever had. Why didn't you? He was like, why didn't you have this wine from the beginning? Normally, people put out the best wine first. And then they serve the secondary number two, number three wine later. But this time, you brought the number one now, in the in, almost at the end of this wedding ceremony. So this is what's going on. Jesus turned water into wine. What does that mean? Jesus turned hopelessness into joy. He turns misery into eternal joy. And also, not just that, he fills the water jar that was almost empty. That he is the filler. Jesus is the filler of life. Now, I mentioned earlier that the miracle that we see in the book of John is very different from the miracles that we see in the other books. In the, uh, in the other books, we see that Jesus healed the sick and cast out the demons. Then we see that, those miracles in the book of John as well. However, in the, as the first sign, first miracle Jesus performed, it's, isn't it interesting that they put this miracle in Cana of Galilee and the wedding ceremony appears first in this book. Now, last time when we learned about who Jesus is in John chapter 1, we learned that Jesus is the creator. And also, Jesus is the provider. That he is the sustainer. He not only created us, but also he provides everything for us to live to the fullness of life. It's very important. If he just created us in the beginning, but if he does not provide anything for us, then there's no meaning. There's no point of living, right? Now, we may think like, oh, gee, God is just creator, but look at my life. I'm so poor and, you know, I'm still suffering. I'm going through all this pain in my life. It looks like God is not with me. He is just, he has abandoned me alone. Well, that is not the case, my friends. Jesus, yes, he created you, but also he fills you to the fullness. As we could see here in today's story that he asked them to fill to the brim 
so that there was a full of wine, meaning that full of joy. You know, in Christ, in God, we're not having a mediocre joy like maybe 10% joy or 25% joy. It is better than nothing, but it's not full. But in Christ, we have 100% joy that nobody can provide. I'm not sure, I'm not, I don't know about you, but I love music. Music was my life. I was very serious of becoming a full-time guitar player. Not just guitar player, but heavy metal guitar player. But uh, I mean, I was, I loved music so much. And almost every day, like three hours and five hours in a row, I listened to the music. And because that was joy in my life. However, I knew and I still know that there was something missing. I, I would say the music was about 35% joy in my life. But it was not 100% joy. Because always there's, there's lacking. I'm, maybe you might have a different entertainment that you uh, enjoy the most. You might, watch, uh, you might love a golf, playing golf or playing sports or watching a movie or going, on, going to the park. And, and that's all good. But how much joy do they bring to you? You might say, yeah, maybe 50% or 45%, right? The joy that we see in the world is not perfect. Always there's a missing hole. But here, we see the 100% filled joy, the full of wine in their water pot. And then the wedding ceremony turned from misery to joy. This is how Jesus, this is who Jesus is, and this is what he does. He came as the provider for this wedding ceremony. Jesus is the creator, but also Jesus is the filler of our life. Very important to know this. Not only he is a healer, but he fills our life with so much of joy that comes from him. And Jesus teaches us in um, continually in the book of John. In John chapter 2, the passage that we read, we saw that Jesus turned water into wine. He filled us with joy. In John chapter 4, Jesus met the Samaritan woman and she was living a life of emptiness. She had five husbands and she was living with a man, but her life was still in misery. Her life was still empty, but Jesus came and filled her heart, but not just her heart, but also her village people who did not have much of hope because they were Samaritans. They were not even associated by Jewish people. They were outcasts, but Jesus met them personally and Jesus filled their hearts. In John chapter 6, we, saw, we know that Jesus told, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will not perish, will not be hungry anymore. Right? Jesus is the manna from heaven, the true manna who fills our life. You see that all throughout the book of John, we see that Jesus is life and he gives life, not just that, he fills our life. So without Jesus, our life will be never be filled. No matter how hard you work, whether you have two jobs or three jobs, whether you have three medals and 150 medals, whether you have uh, 
57 books you have written, none of them will fill your heart. Okay? Not even your family members. But only Christ can fill your heart to the fullness, 100%. So that's why in John chapter 15, Jesus said, Apart from me, you are nothing. You cannot do anything. So this is really the main thrust in the book of John. It shows that who Jesus is and who we are, that the conclusion is we are nothing without Him. We need Jesus. We need Him every day to live our life. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. But not just that, He is our provider. He is the filler of life. So if you do not know Jesus Christ today, I want to tell you that here is the good news. Jesus died for your sin. And He rose from the dead. And come to Him by turning away from your sin and Commit your life to Him. You will experience supernatural miracle that Jesus turned water into wine. That He turns your misery to joy because He frees you from bondage of sin and death that Satan used to bind you. But you are free in Christ to Jesus. So enjoy that freedom in Christ. Come to Jesus today and enjoy this fullness of life. That's why Jesus wants us to grow. In Ephesians 4, 12 and 13, and for, it shows that we are here as the body of Christ to grow to the fullness of Christ. So it really shows us the, the measure of life. That it's not, we're not here for mediocre life, okay? We're not here just for uh, here and there and, and enjoying for 10 years or 15 years only. No, that's not the point. He wants us to truly enjoy our life to the fullness. The only way is Christ Jesus alone. He is everything to us. He is everything for us. And we need Him. You need Him. So that's why I'm, I'm pleading with you that come. you need to come to Jesus and put your faith in Him. So as we study about who Jesus is, I really want you to really think very deeply who He is. But do not stop there. It's not enough to know about Him. You can have all kinds of information in your head right now and go back home and still live in misery if you do not come to Jesus Christ today. So you need to make the decision. In not just today, but every day. Make a decision now. Now, you're, let's say you're a Christian already. But you're still have a lot of, you still have a lot of problems in your life. And you feel like, yeah, I became a Christian about 10 years ago, but I still, my life is still empty. And I don't really see uh, much of a presence with presence of God in my life. And, hey, Sammy, uh, you're talking about so much good things, but how does it really practically work in my life? I just don't see it. You know, my friend, you're not alone. You know, I felt that way, especially when things are not going well, like a pandemic and losing job and, you know, sickness going on. We feel like empty again. But number one, if you are a Christian, if you are already in Christ Jesus, number one, He has not left you. He is with you. And you may not see His presence right now. doesn't mean that He is not with you. In the cloudy day, you cannot see sunshine, but you know that sun is above the cloud. Sun is up there. And then you know, the cloud will be gone someday. Likewise, 
Jesus is with us. And the problems that you might have right now is blinding you as if He is not there. But He has been with you forever. He will be with you forever. So put your trust in Christ Jesus and cry out to Him and just say, God, God, Jesus, I'm in agony. I feel so empty. Come and fill my heart again, Lord. Cry out to Him. And He will listen to your prayer. He is listening to your prayer. And then, Second, that practically, to fill your heart, you need to go closer to Him every day by meditating on His Word. His Word is the representation of who He is. He revealed Himself through His Word, the Bible. This is why very important. Every day, go to God's Word and pray that He will, re- he will open your eyes and reveal Himself to you. And what you will experience, even when, you, when your situation is still the same, you feel your hearts will be filled with joy and satisfaction. And that's why I so love about His Word. We're going through 365 empowerment. And it's not just to, it's, it's not just to memorize verses. What's the point of memorizing 365 verses if you do not feel the presence of God? But by doing it, by meditating on God's Word, memorizing God's Word, and living it out in your life, you experience the power and most importantly, joy that will never be taken away. So you'll be like a baby. You can laugh 300 times or 400 times, even more, a day. You know, the babies do not care what kind of family uh, they are born, right? Whether they are born in a uh, three stories mansion, or whether they're born in a half, um, half story small tiny home, they still laugh, right? It's the same thing. It's a mystery that whether we are in sickness or poverty and all kinds of problems that we might go through, our lips would be still up and open to praise Him and worship Him out of joy and satisfaction. That we are not here just, just because we're, uh, we're not here to worship Him mandate, uh, uh, because we are obligated, but we are here because of joy of who He is and what He has done. We're here to celebrate Him because we have joy from Him. So brothers and sisters, come to know Jesus Christ and experience Him changing you from water into wine and experience Him filling you to the fullness of Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We praise You. Father, we've seen that You are Creator. You are the Provider. And You also fill our hearts with joy, the fresh joy. But Father, I pray that as we study through the book of John, John chapter 2, 4, 6, and, but we know in John chapter 3, we need to be, one needs to be born again, born again to the kingdom of God. So as you turn wine, uh, water into wine, I pray that you would change, turn wine in, uh, water into wine among us, Lord. If there are anybody who do not know you yet, Father, please change their hearts. Turn their hearts into wine, Lord, so that their hearts would be changed and filled with uh, true joy and satisfaction that only comes from you, so that they will experience supernatural power of you, so that, and also they will experience the fullness of life in you, Lord. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.